Broadcasting live from Swifties on Genesee Street, it's Comets Insider. From down there on the ice, who do you think really made a difference in the first period? Definitely the hockey players, Chrissy. They were the ones who got all the scores. And then you got the goalie wearing every pad in the world uh, and baseball gloves. He's working very hard, too. This is Comets Insider with Rain and Scoop. It looks like you're really going to get some insider scoop or some uh, breaking news in just a second. We're live at Swifties on Genesee Street, Comets Insider ESPN, Utica, Rome. My name is Rain Scoop is here, and we're with Utica Comets head coach Trent Call for the third time this season with six games to go. It's good to see you, Coach. Yeah, no, thanks for having me, boys. There's a lot to talk about. I think the the pink elephant in the room within the Vancouver Canucks organization and off the air right before we got on, you said, I don't know much about it. You might know more than I have, but Twitter has been on fire with the news of the Sedin twins retiring. But it does automatically change the dynamic moving forward and probably the plan that's in place from the top to the bottom of the organization. And I know you're going to get a lot more on that. Well, I, I guess in time. I mean, I think it's one of those things that, uh, you know, two great players. I mean, even you, you think about these guys are older guys right now, but they're they're 50-point guys in your team. I think they're the second and, and third leading scorer on that Vancouver Canucks team. Correct. And a team in transition. So, I mean, for to lose those guys right now, it's certainly going to leave a big hole. And even though those guys were uh, aging guys who may have uh, slowed a little bit, you know what I mean? Maybe not the same step that they had, but great puck possession guys in the ozone they have a vancouver has a very good power play and you know what those two are a huge part of that power play so um there's still some guys they were contributing to that team still so i think that uh, obviously the canucks are going to miss them but i guess now you get some opened up salary and and where that leads you to but i mean it's it's nice to say you're going to get this guy and that guy to fill those gaps in on the on the free agent front but those are not easy holes to fill scoop and i were we're talking about the fact that it, you're looking forward at opportunities for your zach McEwens and guys that have really played well this year down here or darren archibald this maybe secure a roster spot next year and it just brings more increased focus on those guys and the guys you're coaching right now the rest of the way. Yeah, no, it's it's super. You know what I mean? The only thing is uh, Vancouver is at that transition period where – you can't rush these other guys too much. I mean, you know, and just a perfect example is that is you see Vertanen, where's a guy who went to the NHL, played his first year, practically played the whole year here last year, right? Kind of developing, and now he's back into the NHL. So you really got to balance whether, you know, where your team is, where these guys are going to come in, where they can contribute. Are you stunning their growth? Do you want to keep them growing here for another year or two? What's the right process? What are these guys going to be ready for? And what can you get on the market? And what can you get to fill those gaps? Well, right off the top, a couple of solid answers from Coach Call. Trend Call is with us. Utica Comets Insider, ESPN, Utica Rome at Swifties. Uh, we want to thank our sponsors. We've got to make sure we mention Swifties. Uh, we've got to make sure we mention Slocum Dixon Medical Group and Bud Light, Dilly Dilly. And Scoop, we've got something cool happening. If people want to see Coach Call, uh, we've got Facebook Live. So uh-huh. where, where can they find that? I know you've got the details it's, on that. It's uh, on the ESPN Utica Rome Facebook page right about now, I believe. We shared it right there. So uh, Matt Page back in the studio. Employee of the Month, by the way, for our company. We've got to give <laughs> Him some love. Yeah. He's our glue guy. Takes care of business. Well, we, we got some breaking news. Maybe we got to get that out of the way. And, and and coach, literally, as you sat down, we got worried about Reed Boucher maybe taking a shot off his hand. 
during practice today? Uh, well, I'll tell you exactly what happened. Um, we were in Springfield on Saturday. Uh, we had a little bit of time before our game. You know, we finished up our meetings and uh, we're sitting there. So we uh, pump on with our NHL feed through our computers onto a TV and we're watching the game. We're watching Thatcher play. So we're excited watching Sodner play, mm-hmm. Arch, etc. Goldie, um, Goldobin, and then... Big games for those guys, yeah, too. Yeah, it was really good. Really good. So it's nice for us to watch those guys. We're heading into our game and then uh, Reed Boucher right near the end. I think it's maybe two, three minutes left in the game and all of a sudden he blocks a shot and you see Reed give her this one and then all of a sudden the play stays in. You see then they show a little... They pan to him as he's going off and he's looking at it and he's shaking it and I know I've done that myself, you know, and I'm like, oh, no. So... Sure enough, it's been released that, that Reed has broke his hand today. Can so, we can we address the the playoff implications for the Utica Comets as far as that concerned? Uh, he had to clear waivers to get back down here. He could have been claimed. Clean up everything that we were talking yeah, about right it's before just, we come. It's just exactly what it is for him. He's a he's a waiver guy, so he has to go on waivers before he comes to us. Um, and so, what would happen if someone else in the NHL was to pick him up? They wouldn't be able to play for their team in the in the playoffs or, or the remaining of this. Say, if he goes on waivers tomorrow or whatever, the remaining of the season. But uh, he would just sit kind of stagnant with them. So now for us, I mean, the way I just, you know, sent a text to Reed the other night, said, hey, is in a good, bad way how these things happen. His wife is pregnant. They're about to have their first child. I think the due date is this coming week. So it's great an opportunity for him to be at home with his wife and hopefully everything healthy with their newborn child. And then I, you know, I was looking forward to a to a run, and I said, "Hey, buddy, we're still looking forward to a run." So you know, it's one of those things that maybe we can get them back in four weeks, and maybe that takes us to the end of our first round of playoffs, and hopefully, it's into the second round of playoffs. So it's uh, just a, a matter of possibilities, is all it is. There's a lot of reinforcements on the way, and I think the prospects look good for a nice run. Six games left, already locked up a playoff spot. That kind of takes the edge off a little bit, but you still got to play, Scoop. Well, and we learned that Cole Lind is on his way here. And uh, Rain and I were talking earlier. That's probably not the last young guy that we're going to have show up, is it? Or uh, what, do you, you, what do you think? I think it's more just depending on the timeline with everybody else who's playing. You know, so I think Cole is one of those guys. He's an older guy. He's eligible. He's eligible to play for us next year. So uh, I'm excited about him. I had uh, Coach Cole uh, in development camp. We were out in Penticton. So he's a he's a good sized junior. So just physically, he skates well. But he's a real kind of a hockey sense kind of kid, and he can set he can set plays up. He's got a great shot. I'd like to see him be able to shoot for sure here, but he'll have a little bit of transition. But you know what? We we've uh, we're always in that transition. It's always fresh. That's blood. what the season that's, is. That's it's what crazy. We are. Yeah, it's always about fresh blood, you know. And so I think that he'll come in. And I was just kind of penciling in my lineup today, looking at Thursday, and say like, I want to get this kid in here right away. And and it's great because now we get to see him, or he gets six games of experience in the American Hockey League before we start playoffs. So it's it'll be great for him to get himself his feet wet. The other one was Luke Lucas Jacek, a PTO out of the Czech League. Huge numbers over yeah. there. Huge yeah, well, numbers. I mean, obviously it won't translate the same here, but but it's it's pretty good. Like because he's a, he's the same as Cole in the way he's playing junior there and came out of junior. He played first in Springfield the other night. I don't know if you guys know. And he uh, he, he jumped scored right a, in, scored a goal, scored a goal, yeah. two assists, three you know, pointer. And, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He had you know what he's he's. His his first game was uh, really good numbers. He's not gonna you're not gonna go to the game and say, Oh wow, this guy blows me away, but you know, he skates well, he passes well, he's got good fundamentals and uh, for right now, like 
I keep looking at my board. We keep losing players and players and players. And so it's, it's I was, I said to the poor guy, like he flew in. He didn't get here till Friday night, like in Syracuse, I think till like seven or what, eight o'clock. He gets to the rink at nine o'clock. The doctors are picking and poking at him <laughs> and seeing how he's doing and giving him a physical. Then he gets on the bus. He's just come from Prague, you know, and then, then he, he goes to Springfield with us and I'm sitting there talking to him the next morning. I said, Hey buddy, like I'd really like you to play. Like I said, there's no pressure from me. I'm not going to yell at you. Like there's no, you're going to make mistakes. That's okay. But I just want you to get on the ice. This is a great time. We're, we're dying for players. I said, we're in the end of six and nine. Our guys are tired. You know what? However you feel, they feel the same way. So if you want to get out there and just get that this first one out of the way, that'd be great. He goes out there, scores a huge goal for us in the third period, has two assists. It was great. Really good. You don't see a lot of six five games with this team. <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. But I mean, you know what? Like uh, sometimes you're playing these teams right now, uh, and there's a team that's not making playoffs. Yeah. And they have they have nothing to lose, so they're not they're not so worried about the back end right now. They're just worried. You know, it's it's a natural instinct. You want to go. You want to produce. You want to do this and that. Maybe not as apt to, to back check or to do the defensive things. And so for well, us, I, I didn't think we were a team that could stand a chance because we had nine more PTOs in the lineup or whatever it was. And you know what? Here our guys go out, grind away, grind away, and all of a sudden comes down to the last minute and we score a couple goals and it's great. Yeah. Well, I wanted to ask you about how that game was considerably different than the two previous because you didn't get a lot of shots in those two previous games but you got wins and then all of a sudden you got both teams have 30 shots yeah and i was going to ask you how much of that is the team you're playing and how much of that is you yeah you know what the last few games it's been a struggle for us to i guess create more offensively but we've had some really good starts put ourselves off always got the first goal kind of got ourselves going for the last few games here which has been really good but you know what we have such a a different dynamic with some of these guys coming from these coasts who are doing such a great job but we're trying to adjust them in like we had a big review we had a big huge review systems review the other day before we played on thursday like it's game 69 we're heading to in on friday and we're having the systems review on, on you know on a thursday the day before but that's how it is we got a bunch of guys our d zone coverage we've been tapping on them as much as we can lately about how we play and it's been really good so unfortunately we're, we're giving up some shots especially teams are are, are always really good right now power plays have really kind of hit their peak they're roaring right now and they help and that's where the shots are but i think we put up 14 shots back to back and we won both those games and then to come out of springfield with a win with the group how hard they work and how i've always used the word resilient with this group this year and it's it they find a way we got some great leaders in there and they keep doing it well one of the things that's different from when you had the the stretch of bad games and losses is that now you've got guys like jalen chatfield Scoring, you've got you've got the you've got the some of the other guys contributing. Uh, Dau gets uh, yeah, yeah. Two, two, his two first two goal yeah, game yeah, yeah. and hadn't scored in a while. But you've got guys who. You know, Breezebois had two points yep. the other night. I want to follow up on that with, with a few other guys addressing some of the PTOs. You have Chernichan, who popped one in. McMaster got his first goal. Zach yep. Lynch got a couple, his first two. Yep. Uh, Simonelli, another one. These yeah. guys, you got a lot of guys contributing that weren't there, what, two weeks ago. And I that's mean. what you're going to have happen <laughs> if you are going to make a Calder Cup run. Yeah. Those guys yeah. got to uh, contribute. For sure, for sure. And you know what? Like This is, uh, I'll tell you, like, 
I can say honestly from a coach's perspective, if guys are coming in like that, and I'll tell guys, hey, you're not playing tonight or you are playing tonight, you know, be prepared because I, I one thing I'm learning is as I become uh, as more seasoned in the American League, and it, but with my experience is that you got to play. you got to play the guys that are there every night because if not, then you're just going to, the guys that are going to get taxed, they're going to get hurt again too, you know what I mean? So everyone's got to go and you kind of got to live and die with some of the mistakes that are going to happen, but, but in the long run, and I think we're seeing that as a team, as a, as a as a city or as a group, is it like you ended up having a better outcome at the end of the game because guys aren't aren't as tired, they're more fresh. We're going there and everyone's playing. And I tell you what, there's not one guy. I think we're at 51 players on our roster now that have played games for us this year, 51 or 52. And I, I can honestly say there's not one guy who hasn't come in here and hasn't gotten a chance. I mean, we give you know we want guys to play, and if they're in the lineup, they're going to play. So who is the Iron Man this year? Do you know that statistic? I think that would be Breezebois. So he's up there. Where's he at, roughly? Do you know? Oh, now i got to re-go back through. Like, he would maybe be at, uh, we're at maybe 65, 66 maybe. Jeez, isn't that crazy? And then you got somebody like Carter Banks, who you get used to for years being in the lineup every day, uh, Iron Man and... Just got to have him back. Oh, it's great. great. Leadership wise, uh, how he's playing. Like you said, big goal the other night, you know, muscling things out. Like Mm -hmm. we got such a great uh, leadership group in there and they've been, they've done such a good job of welcoming in everybody that walks through the door making them feel comfortable. They don't know how to play. And then all of a sudden, then you get these other these young guys come in, and we've made them part of it because the veterans have. And all of a sudden, you know, they're they're doing contributing just like you say. So it's been a – I think it's a great vibe around the room. Those guys believe in themselves. They believe in each other. And, and you know, kind of a, the sky's the limit because I keep feeling like we go into games that we shouldn't be winning, and we find a way to win. To address uh, Carter, Scoop and I were, were at the game, uh, the Hershey game. And Zach McEwen took a legal hit, yep, right? Legal yep, hit. Yep. And got, got his clock cleaned. And we were concerned. And I think his mom and, and his dad are in town, yep. too. Do they see yes, that? That's yes, horrible. Yes. Now, I would fully understand if you gave us the politically correct yes, upper body injury answer. But yeah. how, how is he? Yeah, he's doing better. So that's it. But, yeah, like he's uh, he's, not, he's not an option for me this week. But it was a heck of a hit, you know. And so that's uh, it's pretty jarring for the, for the kids. So you need some time there just to get himself sorted away. And it brings me back to Carter Banks being... Because we had talked about this scoop, the the guy that answered the bell, even though it was a clean hit, yep, you, yep. you got to answer the bell on that. And who right. answered the bell? Carter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Captain he, came out there. Yeah, he probably would have answered it earlier if, if his coach didn't. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> yeah, we had a feeling. He he, uh, he wanted to go out earlier, right at the start <laughs> of the second period there, or whatever. Yeah, and I was like, no, you're not going out right now. Like I would say, because I, I knew what he was thinking, and, and I'm like, I, uh, Molino was just in the box. We had just lost McEwen. We had just lost Weirkosh, who got hurt as well. Yeah, we're, that's right. We're struggling again. Another night where you lose two, three bodies, whatever, and and he's going out there and he's got fire in his eyes. And I'm like, no, you're. <laughs> we, right now. we were dropping some salty language on the stage seats there yeah, going, somebody's got to go out yeah, there and yeah. kick his you-know-what because yeah. you can't stand for that because he was uh, was 25 on Hershey. I forgot his name, yeah, but he yeah, was taking yeah. bodies out left and right for a little yeah. while, and somebody had to put him in his place. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a great job by Carter, and like I said, it was uh, maybe was, he would have got to it a little earlier if it wasn't for me probably. So Coach Trent called the Utica Comets. We're live at Swifties on Genesee Street, Utica Comets Insider on ESPN, Utica Rome. Scoop and rain along for the ride courtesy of Slocum Dixon Medical group and Bud Light Dilly Dilly. Did we touch on Thatcher's first win? 
Did we get not, there yet? Not yet, but we, we kind of alluded to the, some of his teammates having a great game as well. Yeah. Well, it seemed like it seemed like during that game he wins the game a couple of goals late. It's but a good team, the Blue Jackets. I think eight playing. or nine guys on the roster were Comets in that win, and everybody seemed to contribute. Who was uh, Ashton Sautner? Didn't he grab a point? Yep, he had an assist that his night. First uh, point in his fourth NHL game. Yeah, Goldovin had scored. Yeah. Uh, Archibald has scored. I'm trying to think, you know, and obviously Thatcher was playing pretty good net and uh, I don't know if Reed had a point or not but I know he was all over at the start of the game he's getting shots left and right so but yeah it was great to come back to it Thatcher good for him it was a, a very last minute thing uh, and he ended up Kind of getting out of here Friday night, getting on a flight, getting in there, 1 o'clock. Seven uh, hours in the air. Yeah, 1 o'clock game in Vancouver, and he finds a way to go in and then backstops the team to a win. And uh, even if it's overtime, just makes it you know more experience for him, which I thought was great. I was actually sitting there hoping it got to a shootout just so he would experience that NHL shootout. But His dad, by the way, made it to the game. He was on the way to Utica, and he made it basically turned around, went right up to Vancouver and saw his son's first win scoop. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was interesting that Adam Decker of the Utica Pioneers, the assistant coach, you called him in as an emergency backup. Uh, you know what? Dex has been great. Uh, and just so you know, he comes in once in a while. If we have a guy who's sick or this or that last minute, comes out and works for us in practice. So he's he's a great guy to have locally. And uh, I saw him, and we were kind of yucking it up before the game. And I said, thanks for coming, first of all. And then and then the other part was just because that guy played in Chicago the other night, the accountant played <laughs> yeah, the third yeah, yeah. I'm Steve hoping. Foster. I, yeah, I said, I'm hoping that's not going to happen here. Tonight. No offense to you, Dex. <laughs> Is it Foster? Uh, yeah, and tur- it turns out he doesn't get paid for that because he's got an amateur tryout deal. Yeah, so yeah. He doesn't get paid for that. He's just got a great story for the rest of his life. Yeah, oh, I'll take yeah, it. Exactly. Maybe that's payment enough. Yep. If Foster went to his like nine to five job, ends up in goal or something <laughs> like that by the end of it, that's a great story. We yep. got to take a break. Comments Insiders live from Swifties with head coach Trent Call on ESPN Utica Rome. We'll be right back. Broadcasting live from Swifties on Genesee Street, it's Comets Insider. From down there on the ice, who do you think really made a difference in the first period? Definitely the hockey players, Chrissy. They were the ones who got all the scores. And then you got the goalie wearing every pad in the world and baseball gloves. He's working very hard, too. This is Comets Insider with Rain and Scoop. Scoop, Rain, and Coach Trent Cull of your Utica Comets here live from Swifties, brought to you by Slocum Dixon Medical Group, Bud Light, Dilly Dilly, and Swifties is the place where you can take that shuttle to and from the great game. For Friday night, you're coming to see the Marlies at the On, the ABC. Come here, they'll run you down to the game and run you back to Swifties before and after. But Thursday, Coach, you've got an 11 a.m. game in Toronto. That's unusual. How does that affect your preparation? Anything special you're going to do with the team? That's an early start. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We're just going through it today, this morning. Me and Jason King were just saying, obviously, we travel up the day before. Uh, and then that morning, it'll be like uh, kind of a breakfast for the boys, 6.30, 8.30. We'll have an 8.30 a.m. meeting at the at the hotel. Then we'll jump on the bus and kind of drive over there. So it's kind of just kind of trying to focus the guys before the game. But I don't think anybody's really normally ready or played. But we played in Rochester actually earlier on this year, I think at the same time. So it's one of those things, sometimes it's not bad. You get them kind of dialed in, and then from there it's 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 early. And the great thing about it is for us that it, it is a little bit of a long trek. So it's nice that we can get home. It's a five-hour so we get home at a decent time. Well, the game's on the NHL Network, so... Oh, the, the, I didn't the, even know that. There the, you go. The guy's got to be excited about, you know, they're going to have a lot of eyes on him. Yeah, I, I didn't even realize that. There's, so a, there, there's a talking there you go. point. Thanks, boys. You're giving me the scoops now. Yeah. There it is. There it is. <laughs> we'll get you set up and ready to go. Give him a little 
extra motivation. Yeah. Listen, Trent, I, I'm going to say this to you, and I know you're going to be humble and defer, but I don't know who else in this league, the American Hockey League, could possibly be the coach of the year based on the trials and tribulations and everything else that you've dealt with, with the PTOs and the injuries, the roster fluctuation. I mean, it's been an unprecedented year, and this is, it's not hyperbole. It's a fact. It's in black and white when you look at the transaction wire, and to have this team where they are, securing a playoff spot, with nine games to go, I believe it was, or ten games to go, uh, you've got to... You and the coaching staff have got a lot out of these It's guys. truly been a remarkable uh, job. And in your first season in the NHL as a head coach, I mean, you deserve some praise. I know you're going to defer from that, and I can expect the answer. You're going to be a professional about it. But you really deserve consideration for that at the very least. And you know what, though? It's great that I appreciate it. But, I mean, really, you know what? We're the only ones that know about this or that, right? Because, you know what? Everyone's got their own team, and they're, they're going through. Like, you go around the league. You talk to the other AHL teams. Like, they're trying to scramble guys in. And, of course. And, this and, that. and they're saying, boy, we're having a tough time, you know, getting guys in. I'm like, oh, we're, we're call- we just called three guys in to try to fill in our lineup. You know what I mean? But it's, it's one of those things that it, it, everybody goes through their own kind of trials and bumps. I've never been a part of anything like this before and it just seems like it we walk into the office and we're like, wow, it can't get any worse than this today, boys. And then sure is whatever. You well, know, you're getting five years worth of experience <laughs> oh, in one year. I'm telling you, the, the <laughs> spice, the variety, that the coaching staff, the, the staff alone, you know, like our athletic therapist, our equipment guys, like there's someone coming in and out every day. You know, Pat has been, uh, Pat Conacher has been great in trying to find his players along with Ryan Johnson, my boss. I mean, the pro scouts have been working, you know, like it's, I think there's a, there's a ton of phone calls being done and, and we We've just kind of focused in on saying, you know what, uh, we've said this to the staff, the coaches. I've got some great coaches with Jason King and, you know, with Gary Agnew. These guys have done a great job. Our specialty teams has been great all year, and those guys deserve so much credit for that because they're the ones that are the leaders of the ship with that. And it's been really good. It's been a test every day to come in, and it's great, though, because, I mean, you never know what's coming. And it's it's a lefty, it's a righty, it's a knuckler down the pipe, and you know what I mean? And so I'm telling you, it's uh, you, you just every time you think, and then I just you kind of got to laugh it off and say, okay, back to work boys and away we go you don't have any sense of uh of the job that you've done it's been incredible uh, you know it's not uh it's not about you you're too you busy so doing it to that's, think that's about it. it you don't you know you're just working you know and that's that's our our job is to work this is our job we develop and try to put it in a winning atmosphere and we're trying to make guys uh the, the best I'll, I'll tell you exactly what it is as a coach your bottom line is if you can get almost everybody in your lineup overachieving and that is your ultimate guide it doesn't it's not someone saying this or that or whatever whatever if you can look down your lineup and say you know what i think i've gotten pretty much 90 percent of these guys overachieving or having one of their best seasons that's your line that's when you know you're doing things the right way i think you you know what i mean you can't be everybody because there's you know there's always going to be some guys that don't mesh or doesn't work or whatever happens but that's just how it goes if you end up getting the award oh it's not gonna happen we're buying you we're buying you a beer that's all i have to say we're buying the award i'm buying you guys beers (laughs) (laughs) that's a deal that's an absolute deal comments insider live at swifties espn utica rome coach coach call of the utica comments obviously your head coach scoop and rain and i want i want to 
I want to look at some of the reinforcements, though, because I forgot to ask about Goldobin and Mott and guys like that because yeah. we stopped off at Boucher and a few other options, Colin coming here. But are those guys' options moving forward in the playoffs? As you, I know you're not looking past Toronto on Thursday. No, yeah. yeah but, but you kind of have yeah, to be. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So exactly where we're at, uh, Goldobin can come back. Uh, we forget about uh, Ashton Sautner, but yes, he'll be back. Yeah, that's uh, right, Ashton Sautner. Uh, and then Mott, which I don't know much about the player, but he will be, be coming here to play. And I think that's – and then we had Boosh, right? So, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, Arch is not a, not an option for us. That's right. You know what I mean? And so that kind of – that hurts. Love to have him back, but uh, not available to us. So we kind of got our guys. And then we always talk about our injured guys and guys swinging back in and this and that. And so it's almost like getting fresh players, you know, there alone too. So, Well, Jamie Cipher's man of the year. We wanted yep. to give him some props for yeah. that. Yes. But one of the things he told the Observer Dispatch and Ben Burnell maybe two, three weeks ago – at that time, he said, we're not looking yeah. ahead to the playoffs. Right. Now, is that creeping into the conversation? Or are you just going to stick with, you know, one game at a time? Well, that's kind of all we don't. You know what? I'll tell you guys exactly what happened. We won in Binghamton there. I think it was a week, uh, 10 days ago. We pulled over the bus after. We went in and we had a couple of refreshments, something we've never done. You know what I mean? And we pulled into a little spot and had a couple of drinks. And uh, Zach Lynch said that there was a, a meeting. Yeah. <laughs> I described it as a meeting. Yeah. So, a meeting. Yeah. And so what it was is I just, you know, we just had a little cheers. And, you know, I just said I toast you guys for the work they've done. Like, because whatever you want to say about the accolades or possibility, like the, the group has done a fantastic job. And like I said, I can't say enough about the leadership that's been here in the past. The fans know them almost better than me. Those guys that are in the room, I mean, they're not guys who need uh, a leash. All they need is uh, a little pat in the back and how you doing, what do you need help with and whatever. And, and they, they lead the ship. It's their ship. They're running it and they're doing a fantastic job. So, so to answer your question, it's just day by day. That was it. High five. Let's go to work. We had a thing today, a little bowling thing. We bought all the significant others, some flowers. We had some lunch, whatever. Just again, Vancouver. It was a Vancouver appreciation because Vancouver just wanted to say thank you to everybody for, mm-hmm. you know, staying focused, working like dogs like they've done all year and just done a great job. And it's it's a family kind of atmosphere. And that's why we kind of try to want to make it. And, and uh, we just wanted them to everyone a part of it. We hope that we're all doing it for another two more months. Yeah. And just wanted to appreciate everybody for it. You've got some pieces in place that that really, I think, build a, a team that can have a deep run in the playoffs. You've got that type of goalie. You, you've got some key guys on defense. You've got a few guys that can score. And especially, you got a sniper like Goldobin coming back. That's only going to help. Things like that. I right, think right. there are strategic pieces. And obviously you got a game plan. Every team you might be playing progressively throughout the playoffs is going to be different, maybe a different style, and you'll key on certain guys or certain strengths of our team. Right. But I think that they're, they're, the team is built for the playoffs. I, I think you, it's got it, some size now. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like great goaltending. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what I'm no, saying. That's, he, he said there's some, some great pieces. I mean, we, we, we certainly have missed Philip Holm, I'll be honest with you. you for know, sure. That power play guy. But then Patrick Weirkosh has stepped in and has been doing a fantastic job since. And uh, so our depth isn't what it was, and I'm just being honest with you with losing arch etc whatever but you know what i think we're more a team that i don't know how you 
you coach against us because we don't even know what our lineup is from night to night. You know what I mean? So it'll be interesting to see how it goes in play. It's not like you shut down one line yeah, or something. Well, like and, but, I mean, you know what? Here's the other thing. Is, let's be honest, too. We're coming in under the under the gun here, and we've got some so – the top two teams are pretty good teams with Syracuse, and Syracuse is the most winning team, I think, in the league since Christmas or whatever. Toronto has been on fire all year. They're the only team with over 100 points. So, I mean, we, we have our hands full. There, there's no doubt about that. But you know what? It's going to be a great experience. We look forward to the challenge. And we're hoping that we can bring our best, healthiest group together at that time. And and we look forward to it. I get the sense um, the label players coach works for you. Every player that has come through here since October, in the beginning of the season, raves about the character in the locker room. But specifically, when they talk about the coach, it's your communication skills and your ability to adapt in the locker room to all those different personalities. And obviously, an exorbitant amount of them this year. <laughs> yeah. uh, is it, where, where do you get that skill? Is, is that just who you are? Is that something you've learned? Well, you I don't you seem to have really... You've, yeah. you've succeeded at doing that. Players love playing for a guy that they can talk to. Uh, I think the other thing is, too, is that... Um there's there's a huge there's a huge accountability in our room mm-hmm. and like when I'm showing video or we're talking about I'm showing it about the best player on the team or the team or the player who had the worst night you know the last night or whatever there's no like there's no I guess favorites or worse or this or that it's just we're just talking how we're going to make our team better and I think that's what's all it's always been about is our team and our group and how we we better that group um, I I don't know I don't think that there's I'm just working. I don't know if what, however it's it's working. Like I said, I think there's a lot of great contributing pieces there for sure. So I mean, like I said, we're just working and, and doing what we do, and then hopefully, if there's a good outcome, then that's great. One of the compliments we've heard about you from players and coaches alike is that you have a knack to make adjustments in between periods. You've got a knack at giving a, a player a, a small piece of advice about a certain a small part of the game. Uh, his game that makes him a better player and they they seem to be getting it and And listening to you. And it's not just, you know, a Brisbois who's played 60 games. It's the guys that have been here three or four games after seeing, seeing them a couple times, you have the ability to find that one piece that, that makes them better or overachieved to use your words back to you. Yeah. You know what? I think it's, it's the group. Uh, we play kind of a way that everybody, I try to make it as simple as possible for the group to play. So there's not as much reading. And then the audibles that they do are them being hockey players, which is the, the best part about it. So we have ingrained and entrenched and done through what, how we want to play and, and the culture and what we want to do and our habits and, and, and how that goes. And, and now they're doing it on their own. So the guys kind in they see how it's done they're just jumping in so and i mean i guess the other thing is i've been in the american league forever so i mean it's it's easy to see it's easy for me to coach because i've been around it so much it's it's just like you guys going to work every day that's the same thing i'm for going sure. to work on the bench the only time i'm getting heat is with a ref or this or that sometimes but it's just like watching watching your work right so it's just it's easy to kind of as things kind of go along for you to, to adapt i think it's funny that you just did with so many players and coaches we've talked to this year have done when we've tried to give them a little accolade or a little credit you credited the team you credited the rest of the guys and the great job that they're doing and that speaks to the quality of uh team play that we have going on here so uh, how congratulations many? you've done a great job no nah, uh, thank you thanks you know, guys no it's been good. it's a lot of fun to watch you coach we've good. had that we've had that conversation with so many different guys on this team this year we've said the same thing to them it's amazing 
the character and the deflection to everybody else. Good. No, and that's you know they bought what? in. Yeah, no, they have, but they they deserve it. Like they they've done it. They're the ones. Like they've been driving. Like I said, I can't, I can't tell you enough how they've been driving the bus and they took ownership of the group early, and from there they've been kind of running the show. Like I said, we just sit in the background and kind of push the odd button. That's about it. We're like the guy. Uh, what's the the Wizard of Oz? Yeah. <laughs> I think we were told we have to take a yeah, break. Right. Yeah. Thank you for doing this. Oh, we know thanks you for having me, guys. To go. And we've got to get Trent Call back to being a dad. I think one of one of the Call kids is somewhere <laughs> that you got to right. go. That's retrieve right. him. That's right. All Thanks, right, guys, for having me. We'll take a break. It's Comets Insider Live from Swifties. We'll be right back on ESPN Utica Rome. This is Comets Insider with Rain and Scoop, broadcasting live from Swifties on Genesee Street on ESPN Radio Utica Rome. Scoop and Rain together on Swifties. Genesee Street, we covered all that in the uh, rejoin back here on ESPN Utica Rome. Trent Call was our guest. Got him for a couple segments. Third time this year. I, I love talking to him. Well, his energy is infectious, and I, you know, the players can't help but feel that. And uh, I think certainly that trickles down to all those guys, and the, the tenor of him as a teacher and a coach, it permeates the whole team, coaching staff. And really, with this PTO, ATO stuff we got going on, he's done a remarkable job this year. He's getting... Like like he talked about, he, he's trying to get 110% out of 90% of his bench. He's doing that. And it's funny. He won't say it, but his players love him. You can tell. they Every time they come through here, every guy. They love him. Through. They love their teammates. They yeah. love this whole culture that's been created here. And that's a testament to, to Rob Ash, Trent Call, everybody from the top on down. Fact of the matter is, too, he wouldn't say it because obviously he wants to foster the team atmosphere. But we were talking about Cole Lind. You brought up Cole Lind a little earlier. He's coming over from the Czech League. He's reinforcements for these last six games, starting with the Toronto game at 11 on Thursday. Then they come back here on Friday. But And then we've got the Crunch, by the way, Syracuse Crunch. Got two Big more. Games. Two out of the last six are against the Syracuse Crunch. There's a home and away involved in this. But Cole Lind has 56 assists, 39 goals, and 58 games. And no, he's probably not going to be necessarily up to speed fully and have that completely well-rounded AHL North American game. But when you got a kid that can snipe like that and you got a team that, what was it, he, we brought it up 14 shots two games in a row, having a hard time getting shots and scoring goals, you're kind of going to be happy to have that. And well, if that's an option moving forward. And then Goldobin, who is clearly uh, an elite-level scorer at the AHL level, I think having a couple guys like that, He's got to be happy. It's going to make his job a little easier. It's got to help. And and two, you're getting, as I mentioned earlier, you're getting scoring out of the guys you're not used to necessarily seeing it from. You know, you expect Michael Chaput to score, but you're you're getting, you know, Adam Comrie is contributing with assists, and you've got guys like, you know, Lucas, who just came in the other day. And, you know, these guys, Jalen Chatfield, these guys are scoring. They're getting goals. They're getting points. And that is the key to a nice long run in the playoffs. Every team you see that wins a Stanley Cup has those guys, those muckers and those guys who contribute and score big goals at big time. And and that's that's the key to having a nice long run in the playoffs. And don't forget, you know, we all we all talk about the guy who just got his first NHL win. Talk about Thatcher Demko. He's a guy who has proven when he gets hot, you cannot score on him in this league. 
But you forget about, and we often forget about, Richard Bachman, who had some amazing success with Oklahoma City, with the Barons, a few seasons back when the Comets made their Calder Cup run. But when you got a backup like that with ample NHL experience and playoff tested, that's a nice guy in case something happens that you know you can fall back on. Most teams in this league don't have two guys in goal like the Comets do. They always have seemed to have had solid one or a solid pair in goal all five years. That's always been generally a strength. And Richard Bachman's really come on in the last part of the year. I think he took a while to warm up early in the season. But, you know, one goal against Hershey he gives up. Yeah, he won that game for You him. know, if, if we get those kind of performances out of him when we need him, we're going to be in good shape. And, and Thatcher Demko as well. You, you may have heard... Uh, Coach Green from Vancouver talk about Thatcher Demko in his post-game remarks following the win over the Blue Jackets, and he talked about how uh, you know Thatcher was really strong through December, had a little bit of lull after Christmas, and you know how he played through it. And uh, obviously, Coach Green thinks the world of him, and uh, we all do too. I think we're going to get a, a very strong playoff run out of him. Yeah, I think that there's a very good chance this team could make a deep run. And we, we got some big games coming up. I mean, you got two with Toronto, then you got Syracuse, and then it's Syracuse again the Friday after that. These next four games, key, key. Guys, you know, we would like to, I would like to catch Rochester. And this, I think we talked about this last week, too. The North Division that the Comets are in all four slots in the playoffs are locked up. And look across the American Hockey League and all four conferences, nobody else. Lehigh Valley was the only other team, as of the last time I checked, that has secured a playoff spot. Yeah, absolutely. It just speaks to the strength of the North. You know, and uh, I'm, I'm curious to see, oh, you know, uh, I'm going to be following my Twitter feed on Thursday because some people are going to be watching the Comets for the first time on the NHL Network. Uh, then haven't seen them, and they're going to, you know, uh, get a look at some of these guys. I'm curious to see what some of the Canucks fans think. Rochester has been owned by the Comets this year, by the way. Uh, if you want to look ahead to potential matchups, literally own them. I think they have one win all year. For some reason, specifically Thatcher Demko, he probably plays better against them. I don't know what it is about the Rochester Americans, but he plays better against them than anybody else. We've proven that we can clearly play with the Syracuse Crunch, and they are having an outstanding season. They're up to 42 wins, I believe. They just broke a seven-game winning streak. So there's been a seven-game winning streak, a couple of nine-plus game winning streaks for Syracuse, but the Comets are clearly a team that Syracuse doesn't necessarily like playing against. Yeah, and really when you get to playoff time, you know, whatever you did in the regular season against Rochester or Syracuse, it doesn't matter. You're you're starting with a blank slate. And I think series with Rochester or Syracuse or Toronto, those will be wars. Those will be a good series. You get a lot of talent on those teams. Yeah, there's there's and it clearly is. Uh, it's it bodes well for the future when Chatfield scores or when Michael Chaput comes through and has the game like he did against Rochester with three points. I mean, he he literally, without him, you don't win that game in overtime. That's another thing. They, they've played a lot of overtime games, and they've really proven that's a playoff atmosphere when you get into overtime. I mean, the next person or the next team that scores, I should say, wins the game. All right, got to take a pause. 
We got the cue from uh, the employee of the month for this company back in the studio. Matt Page, you get some more love. Comments Insider Live from Swifties. Scoop and Rain will be right back to wrap things up on ESPN Utica Rome. Broadcasting live from Swifties on Genesee Street, this is Comments Insider with Rain and Scoop on ESPN Radio Utica Rome. Live from Swifties on Genesee Street, brought to you by the Slocum Dixon Medical Group and Bud Light, Dilly Dilly, Comets Insider on ESPN Utica Rome. Of course, on the stream and the app, ESPNUR. And we'll have this podcasted shortly in case you missed anything. But some of the news that we talked about earlier that you may have missed, Reed Boucher apparently takes a shot off his hand, broken hand, so he's going to be gone for at least uh, probably four weeks, we're guessing. We don't know for sure. If he clears waivers... It heals up. You could see him in a in a playoff run if you get maybe in, into that second round, according to Coach Trent Cull. So fingers crossed Might that th- happens. Thatcher Demko coming back after his stint with the parent club, the Vancouver Canucks, and getting his first NHL win. And Cole Lind signed to an amateur tryout contract, so we'll be seeing him soon. We'll see him. We could get Goldobin back for the playoffs. We can get uh, Mott back for the playoffs. We can get Ashton Sautner back for the playoffs. So there's reinforcements and some guys that are out and injured right now could get healthy, as Trent Cole said. Get these guys healthy. You got six games in about two weeks to do that. You got a great goalie tandem. Good things can happen. Six games left. The playoffs on the way. Coach who was with us earlier, so that's one of the reasons you want to listen to the podcast if you're just tuning in now. Uh, But six games left, and then it's the playoffs. And he says they're still not really looking ahead to the playoffs. But I can understand that, really, when you look at it's Toronto, Toronto, Syracuse, Syracuse in the next four. Yeah, it's it's they've still got to play. I mean, and you can those st- are like playoff games. You can still change your position where you head into the playoffs, who and who you match up against in the first round. I I don't know. I think if a foul goes according to plan, or, if, or I should say, if somebody gets hurt, uh, then you bring Decker back from Utica College and he takes you through. Watch, <laughs> it's it, it's a Hollywood movie, man. I'm telling you, stranger things have happened. Yeah, I mean, I thought that was kind of cool. That was like our own little. Steve Foster story uh, with the Blackhawks, but of course Adam didn't get into the game. But it's and it's kind of neat, you know. And uh, the more I'm reading about Steve Foster, I guess he'd actually been at like maybe uh, 12, 15 uh, Blackhawks games, but had not suited up. Yeah. But suits up, you know. He stops seven shots. Dude plays in a beer league to stay in shape. In in the, the third period. And now I find out today, reading up on the guy, that he's he's not going to get paid for that game because he's got this amateur deal. Can which, they give him some tickets? They, they, his, some of those guys need to like float him a little, you know. Yeah, little, take him out to dinner. Cash money, love on the side, I think. Uh, season ticket holders, uh, speaking of the playoffs, uh, can pick up your tickets now basically through the end of the season on the 15th. Uh, they're going to have areas at the Adirondack Bank Center. Ticket representatives will be available uh, for the game coming up on the 6th, 13th, and the 15th. And then as on the 16th, general public can pick up any and all remaining playoff tickets. So that stands. What an amazing atmosphere we've had, too, at the odd. You can tell the fans are getting fired up for the, the playoffs. Uh, the Hershey game was fantastic. The Wilkes-Barre game, oh, my Lord. The odd was absolutely unhinged for that, and you add the Tom Sestito stuff into it. Uh, I think everybody was fired up to watch the Syracuse Orange after the game, so maybe they were. It was like uh, they were pre-gaming, perhaps a little bit. And there's a the podcast from last week is up and available with the Green Men. If you want to know what happened with the water bottle and Tom Sestito, you can listen to that. Tonight's episode will be podcast shortly. I still can't believe the Sedins retired. 
Yeah, that's the other big story that I, I, I should have mentioned when we were recapping everything. But that's going to allow some of the guys that are on this team, the Utica Comets, perhaps an opportunity to be on the big club next year. There is a huge ripple effect from Vancouver straight down through the Utica Comets that's going to start almost immediately. You're going to see a lot of that next year. I'm Rain. That's Scoop. This is Swifties. We'll be back here again next week, courtesy of Slocum, Dixon, and Bud Light. Dilly Dilly. Other than that, we're out. Scoop. Go Comets!